Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today from CutthroatComics.com, which offers books, comics, children's books, shirts, and much more, we welcome writer and CEO Josh Nealis to the show. Josh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. We've got a good show lined up for you guys today in lieu of the, the newfound summer or I guess it's still spring heat, but this new w- well, wave of heat that's come in has got us all ready for summer, at least me. I don't know. Has there been heat? I mean, it yeah. was 50 degrees Dude. this weekend. <laughs> Fucking hot last week. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> you know how it gets hot and then gets shitty again and yeah. then gets balls to the wall hot. So that's what you have coming next. Hey, school's but out, boys. Summer is here. Yeah. Summer's here Whether is my point. Whether the weather's ready or not. So, summer vacation in pop culture, whether it be from a comic, a television show, anything. It can be anything you want. And then uh, we're going to be turning our attention over to Josh to talk more about Cutthroat Comics. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you want to throw a little cheddar our way and get a little bit of content that the normies aren't getting back in return, head over to uh, our website, CannedAirPodcast.com, and click on the Patreon button. Or just search Candare Podcast on Patreon, and $5 a month gets you access to the Candare Patreon pod, and there are higher tiers that get you even more shows and even merch, so check that out. What else am I forgetting? Hang around for a while on the Patreon, and you'll get merch for free. Yeah, yeah. I think the $10 tier is where that starts, and after your first three months, the first gift comes. After three more months, another gift comes, and... Etc. Etc. So forth, so forth. Uh, so I guess that means we're gonna have to start changing that shit out after about a year. I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. That way, those people don't keep getting the same shit. <laughs> I was gonna get a T-shirt of my face on it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, your boys are also on Evergreen Podcast Network. So uh, go on there, check us out, see all the other great shows. Really excited to be a part of that and mm-hmm. all the great things that are gonna come with it. And if you're local to the Columbus area. Uh, September 25th, uh, we are going to be hosting the Torg Gaming Convention. So come see your boys, hang out, get some toys, some games, some comics. It'll be a good time. Your boys. Your boys. I hear, I hear there's going to be a really handsome guy this, there this year. Yeah, yeah. We might be talking to him here very shortly. Selling comics. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, serious, right. guys. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just broke Jack. <laughs> I think Josh was saying that he's going to be there. Ah. <laughs> okay. I knew that. I'm we're not a, humble. We're at all. a little slow, Josh. Uh. I was there. I, I got it. Don't say I was slow on that one. I got Sorry, it. Sorry, Jack's slow. <laughs> All right, summer vacation and pop culture. Where do we begin, Jack? Kick us off. Mine's something we don't usually talk about very much. Okay, in moving pop on. pop culture, because I guess it doesn't have much pop culture influence. I don't know. There's a day named after it. But I know I was making them to eat a couple weeks ago. And when I was eating them, all I could think of is summer. And that's... Tacos. <laughs> what? <laughs> tacos. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> okay, no. Uh, okay, so. Oh man, my head can't even get around that one. Tacos. How is that summer vacation in pop culture? I don't know. Just when I was sitting there eating them, I was like, man, this. They're so light. They're not heavy food. So that's just summer vacation just, for Jack, yeah, is what we're saying. Okay. In the summertime. And I've <laughs> come to find that chicks love tacos, too. Whoa! <laughs> Boy! <laughs> I really like where this they're, is starting to go. <laughs> they're all about tacos, I've found lately. 
We might just isolate that for the commercial we got to do. Hi, this is Jack's Tacos. Are you a woman? Do you love tacos? Oh well, God. come eat at Jack's Tacos. <laughs> Only during the summer. <laughs> Girls love tacos in the summer. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else. <laughs> what about burritos, man? Why, no, why you get, no, burritos are too burritos. heavy. Tacos. That's a, that's a fall food, I think. Burritos have beans and shit, and <laughs> tacos are light and airy and crispy yeah. and crunchy. and You can eat them with one hand. What about Roll a fucking a margarita in the other one? No, you're... No. Quit reaching. Yeah. <laughs> Don't reach. <laughs> All right. I told uh, you it wasn't a good one. I'm glad we started off with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Um... I guess I'll go next, just to, <laughs> to set a bar of, of standards. Who's seen the movies uh, Weekend at Bernie's? Me. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because we're getting at a an age now where I think there are some people who don't know what the fuck that is. And, um, you know, I have very vivid memories of it. But when I went back to refresh myself to watch that trailer again, holy shit, is that old. Yeah. It looks so old. And um, when you watch the trailer, it's uh, it's funny almost what like the digital age and all this fucking PC culture and stuff has kind of <laughs> how tender we've become because there was something very morbid about it, like them hooking up a, a cadaver to a, a jet ski and taking him across <laughs> the lake or parasailing with the cadaver, you know? And when we were kids, we are just like, that's good fucking comedy. That's and funny, yeah. That's now, a wholesome <laughs> summer movie right there. Nowadays, I might, I don't know if you could do Weekend at Bernie's nowadays, <laughs> you know? Well, obviously not. I mean, his cadaver would have had to have survived for years and years and years. How it didn't decay between the first and second movie. No rigor mortis ever set in either. He was always... No, it didn't. Yeah. He was very limber. He was like a fucking string puppet. Yep. <laughs> didn't they bring him back to life at the end of the first one? I don't think they did, no, did they? The second the one, there was something that when, like, it was like cabana music would second play, one. he'd start dancing or walking or something. It would Are you him. serious? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the whole thing. I've seen parts of it, and I'm just like, this is because like dumb. The, the second one, yeah, <laughs> the second one picked up like right after the first one. I thought, and it's like, okay, because they had, they, wasn't it? They had to keep the cadaver. They had to keep Bernie with them the whole time, so they didn't get killed. Mm -hmm. And after they escaped said danger, they found out that Bernie had an account that nobody knew about, full of thousands of dollars, and they had to have Bernie there to get access to it. So they steal his corpse again. <laughs> Take him on this another. It's just another reason to go drag a cadaver across yeah. the lake, or you know, do whatever they were gonna do. It's go watch those trailers and tell me how they sit with you. Be like, <laughs> Fair so, enough. Because I'm curious to know. Because I was surprised, like what they uh, made me feel. I mean, not that I was like, oh, too far or anything, but <laughs> it's just funny how I'm canceling um, this show. It's just funny now looking at it, how I can think like, man, that wouldn't get made today, would it? That really wouldn't get made today. <laughs> but anyway, Weekend at Bernie's, that's my pick. Uh, let's see, how about Josh? What do you got for us? Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing that popped in my mind uh, was like camp movies. So oh, like Nice Goes yeah. Camp, uh, Salute Your Shorts, Camp Candy, um, Camp, Camp Nowhere. Oh, Camp Nowhere. Was that Meatballs? Meatballs is one. Heavyweights? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Heavyweights, yeah. That's a good one. A lot of stuff like that, which is odd because it's not like I ever... Like, a lot of those movies are like fancy camps where it's like science camp and all that kind of stuff. But I went to like a church camp once that I got kicked out of, so I don't have like <laughs> a super awesome camp experience. But for whatever reason, that's where my mind went first. That's where mine goes usually with yeah. camp because that's I did the same exact thing. I cried going there because I didn't want to, but then when it was time to go home, I wanted to stay because there was fun stuff to do. What what camp did you go to, Jackie boy? It was Camp Big Bear in California. You wouldn't know. Want <laughs> to serve tacos there or something, <laughs> smartass? <laughs> yeah, what's a staple of summer? Fucking tacos and Big Bear, dude. Um, <laughs> shit, man, I lost my train of thought. You had just said something I was going to comment on. Jack getting drug, drug crying somewhere. Crying at church camp. Oh, I, I had the same shit happen. The same thing is, <laughs> you know, well, you see, you know, heavyweights being another example. I, I, you see these antics that these campers are getting into and how fun they're having, even mm -hmm. at their worst times. And like, 
man, I can't wait to go camping or do this or that. You know, anything similar to it. And you're like, man, this is not what the fucking movie <laughs> This is not what I signed me. up for, okay? Yeah. It's like when, when you can't find... When go-karts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when you can't find the fraggle hole in your house like wait a minute <laughs> the fuck's going on that the shit's not real <laughs> i was I actually talking out. i was talking to this uh this guy recently he said that every year in tennessee they have like an earnest goes to camp day at that camp it's like it's like some uh it's around nashville he said it's like a state park or something and it- uh, he showed me like the trailer i was like that's pretty awesome they actually have eggs so is it it's the actual camp they filmed in yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, wow. It's right around Nashville. I think it's like July 16th or something like that. I was like, man, that'd be cool. I would go to that. Yeah, I would too. I just watched a uh, mini documentary on Jim Varney, and his uh, his career is very interesting because Ernest was just a uh, like a commercial pitch, pitch man. Like mm-hmm. he's right. okay. kind of like Shaq, you know, fucking <laughs> holding up and saying buy this and then got picked up in movies because everyone loved the fucking commercials. He was a enough? Chevy salesman. In California, on commercials. Was he really? Yeah, he'd get mm. in front of the camera. Hey, Vern, John L. Sullivan, Chevrolet. Like, hmm. And then he'd get beat up somehow or something stupid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Ernest goes to camp, comes out, and we're like, what? <laughs> oh my God! So, Josh, I'm sure. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, or vicinity? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Perfect. Randy, you will probably remember this too. I think you're old enough to remember. Um, who's the big RV guy? Out in the border of Indiana, uh, that was always playing guitar with the cowboy hat on the commercials. Oh fuck! His son does it now, but his son's Riker. Riker for yes. we're dealing. Yes. yes, yes. His his son's far less eccentric than he is. Oh god, yeah. This dude would put some. You could tell <laughs> they put time and thought and money into them. But uh, always him riding around in trucks playing his guitar. and That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot. I there was know. a song that he had, too. There was a very catchy fucking jingle <laughs> he had. I'll have to see if I can find it. And if so, I'll clip it in here. But You should be able to find it. You sh- yeah. yeah, I would think so. What was his name? Rick, his- Rick Reichert. Rick Reichert? Yeah. Oh, funny. Isn't I don't even know Columbus. Columbus isn't it? <laughs> it's not Columbus. It's Indiana. Uh, is, it, is it Tom Raper? Tom Raper RV. Is that it? Oh, my God. I remember Tom Raper. I think it's Reichert Ford. I'm almost positive, but you're right. Reichert. Oh, oh my God. No one in the. I'd say the Autobahn's down by what? Grove City or something like that? Yeah, I think so. That's where Reichert's at? I thought he was in Indiana, too. Mm -mm. Okay, I'm confused. It is Tom Raper (laughs) RV that's in Indiana. Oh, man, we're the only four people who care. No one listening gives a shit about this. I'm sorry, people, but anyway. Gary I know him! It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, red and yellow Mitsubishi that she drove home from Riker today. It's the itsy-bitsy super sale. Brand new cars for $105 a month, no money down. Get terrific savings on the award-winning Eclipse sports car. Sale priced at $89.95 or $179 a month, no money down. Or choose the top 10 rated Gallant Family Sedan. Only $99.95. Hurry, time is limited. My point being is that we had a very eccentric car pitchman here, uh, just like California had Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I really really <laughs> And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> if I can find that jingle, though, it'll be worth it. I think it'll be worth it to the listeners because it's just ridiculous. But. Anyway, Randy, what do you got? All right, so <clears throat> summer vacation always makes me think of the end of school because in middle school and everything... That's we, usually when it starts. Go, go eat a taco. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> so we'd always do... My, my buddies and I would always like go hang out like the last day of school and uh, do like a big all-nighter at whosoever house, and we'd get like the, you know, the little 4 by 4 tents that like comfortably supposedly sleep like eight adults and you know squeeze in there we run a big ass extension cord from their house uh and just play goldeneye like stay up play n64 goldeneye touch pps (laughs) i mean maybe that happens at jack's big bear camp but (laughs) that was church camp it wouldn't happen (laughs) 
anyway. So you guys had a Nintendo 64 out in the tent. Yeah, we dragged, like, you remember the uh, the CRTs with, like, the built-in VCRs that, like, weighed, like, a thousand yeah. fucking pounds? We dragged that shit out there. So you had be... a small screen out oh, there. Oh, yeah, God, it was it was tiny. But we... Small tent. And then that was split for GoldenEye? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, I don't know how we fucking saw to play, but it was a blast. I remember years ago, uh, me and some friends closer to our senior year had a camp out thing and we got a big tent and four of us uh, got like air mattresses and went out there. And that night it fucking poured. Of course. Yeah, it's Ohio. Right. (laughs) There were some of these people who were such invasive sleepers that, of course, I was pushed off the mattress, couldn't get back (laughs) on the mattress. (laughs) And I literally had to sleep in a like an inch of water that whole night. Oh. Like, it was horrible. It was horrible. Like I'll never forget that. No golden eye, just just misery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, that brings us back to you. Oh uh, well the first one of the first things always says it's summertime is uh pre comic book day. Typically. I mean I guess they uh they did have an unofficial one. I mean, what was it uh, Josh said before we started? It's What is it, August uh, 14th. 14th this year? Right, Josh? Uh, yeah, I believe that's the official one. And then I think a lot of, uh, I don't know about a lot, but several comic book stores, because they had their stock from last year, I think they just did one at normal time, too, just, just to get rid of stuff. I know they Rats did. did one, but it was yeah. on the first or something stupid like that, wasn't it? Because of the way it's, however, that that first Saturday in first May Saturday, falls. You know, yeah, and I was so used to it being around the fifth, so that after oh yeah, it was right. over, I was like, no, that was yesterday. But I think it's like Josh is saying. I don't think they had like a bunch of uh, new stuff mm. yet. I think that's probably what the August one would be for. I think they were just like he was saying, like bleeding leftover inventory and yeah, shit from yeah. last year. Because I mean, even <clears throat> when we go for the days that uh, you know it hasn't been pushed back, even when there are new things out there, you can still get last year's books on the yep. table too. Yeah. Like there's always a plethora of uh, a couple years worth of inventory well, everywhere you go. There's always like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they did do something, but it was very lackluster. And I don't even think, when they did that, I don't even think they were having people uh, come in the store. I just think it was like you showed up, you can get a bag outside, and maybe a few people in at a time, but mm-hmm. I, it's all that pretty That was in the heat of the COVID. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, what, it's only been, wasn't at the top of this month? Oh, you're talking about this year? I thought you meant last year. Or, no, this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just went... Blew by this year just because of the way that the month started for me. It was really, uh, it used to be a really big kickoff for this show because, like, when we started doing this every free comic book day for like the first three, four years, like, we made a day event of it. Like, Mm -hmm. we would all meet up, we'd go comic book store to comic book store, spending crazy money, go get something to eat. Uh, then we'd either like go see the new Marvel film that Mm -hmm. was out or. Uh, one of the years we was when we interviewed Doug Jones was on Free Comic Book yep. Day. Like, okay. they were always they were like a very kickoff summer kind yeah. of a thing for us. So I can definitely get that. Last year and this year, I just showed my kid the other day watched uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh yeah, Silver Surfer because he's going to be at I'm doing a con in September. I think up in Monroe, Michigan, he's going to be at it. Oh, awesome! That's cool. Yeah, it was so cool when we were sitting there talking with him. He was actually wearing the windbreaker from the production of that movie. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. And uh, the waitress was like, "Who? Wh- what are you guys uh, recording? Why are you recording him? Yeah. <laughs> you know who this is? You ever watch this? You ever watch this? Yeah, that's him. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> Bring this man some raw eggs right now. <laughs> What did we have? We had chicken salad, right? Yep. So I'm sure there was some egg in there somewhere. mayo. Who the hell doesn't? It's from Indiana. Same as Tom Raper RV. I bet you he knows Tom <laughs> Raper. Really does, yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Love when that happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next pick is going to be... How about Itchy and Scratchy Land from The Simpsons? There's an episode of The Simpsons where they... Go to the itchy, scra- itchy and scratchy land themed uh, park, like okay. a, like a Disney World kind of thing. But they also kind of make it like Jurassic Park, like it's on an <laughs> island. Have you seen it? I haven't. Andy, but I, mm-hmm. I, no. Josh, do you know what I'm talking about? 
Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of Simpsons are such a weird thing for me because I am just in awe that it's still on because I, right. I stopped watching it when I was like eleven. Yeah, and, you know, well, that that's was, when it was good back when we were yeah. young, you know. So, but in, this is an older episode. But um, essentially, while they're at this park, tons and tons of one-liners are born in this episode. The Bort license plate is born in this episode. Uh, But essentially what happens is in the park, there's a robot parade that comes through the park every day (laughs) of these mechanical Terminator-looking robotic uh, itchy and scratchies that are programmed to destroy each other for the amusement of the patrons. But... (laughs) Uh, are never supposed to hurt the patrons. So it's very Westworld, yeah. actually, now that we're talking about it, you know. And eventually all the robots go crazy and everyone's evacuated and they're stuck in this park overnight fighting off this horde of these uh, killer robots. But it, the more I sit here and explain this episode, it sounds just like fucking Westworld. But Simpsons did it first. Of <laughs> But... What about Westworld? I mean, that's that's a vacation in itself. That's just. Do you, do you guys know what the concept of Westworld was? Is yeah, you just get away and do whatever you want. Be whatever. Essentially, you you're be. dropped in a recreation of the Wild West, uh, and everything and everyone around you is artificial. All okay. the people, they're androids, lifelike androids that uh, can't hurt you. You can kill them. You can do whatever you want to them. Rape them, scalp them, do whatever you want to them. Yep. But they can't kill you. Okay. They just react to whatever you're doing, but you can't get hurt. That's not where my head went, but that works. <laughs> Is that something you guys would do? Rape an android? Is that the question? Would I rape an android? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's mean, kind of part of the question, but no, I mean, would you... Um, if it's something you're supposed to do, then no, I guess I would I mean, to. essentially, the, the whole theme of Westworld is to indulge the worst parts of humanity, right? Basically, yeah. Greed, violence, whatever. So, like, I don't know. I'm just curious. Would you guys go into Westworld? And if you did, what would be your uh, intentions there? What would you want to do? Would you want to go in and just start killing for the sake of killing? Would you want to actually try to live the life of, like, say, a bounty hunter? Like, what would you do? I'd probably try to hit every aspect. Maybe just one day be like, you know what? I'm just going to go crazy today. (laughs) It'll be the same tomorrow. I'll wake up tomorrow and everything will be back to normal. I'll just spend the day at the brothel again. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, just drink up my ass. I think it'd be fun. Eat tacos. <laughs> not in the Wild West. You're not well. Not those kind of tacos. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think I would find the Hanson Brothers and join their band. Ooh. That would be what I would do in Westworld. Like, be the fourth Hanson brother. Wow. What makes you think they're in Westworld? Bop all over the place. Oh, you're you're not that good at. At writing songs at 13 years old. Very <laughs> I got nothing on that <laughs> I was just thinking way before we went down raping androids and eating tacos, you know, that just, that itchy and scratchy land reminds me of every single, like, road trip we ever went on as a family. We'd always go by, like, Funland or Wild West World. My dad would be like, oh, yeah. let's stop and check it out. I call this roadside yeah, touristy. Yeah, yeah, the tourist <laughs> trap shit. And you walk in and it's like Wild West World. They have like one rickety ass coaster that you get technus just from looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have like a, a, I remember one, I don't know where it was, like somewhere around Kentucky, but they had like, it was a Wild West themed place. And they had like this little like hutch that said, caution baby rattlers inside, like rattlesnakes thinking. And the, the guy's like, oh, be careful opening it up and open it up. And it's baby rattles. And it's just like, come on, man. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gotta insert five dollars to open that box. Exactly. Yeah, I'd be pissed at that point. All right. There's this dude I like to watch on YouTube quite a bit. Uh, He's called the Carpetbagger. You you guys ever heard Mm -hmm. of him? Mm -hmm. All he does. What about Adam Lewu? You ever heard of him? No. These guys essentially do the same thing. They travel around the country going and finding places like that. Okay. And then they film their experiences. So they go to, like, big, cool places, but a lot of the places they go are these roadside, touristy, uh, quote-unquote, theme parks or experiences. Because <laughs> half the time you're just like, what in the fuck is going on here? It is nuts. World's biggest rubber band. I don't know if you, uh, you remember in Tommy Boy where they see, like, prehistoric forest? Yes. 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 I guess that's a real place. 
Really? Which I think it's in Michigan. Like somebody was talking about it on Facebook like not that long ago, and I was like, wait, that's like a real place? I thought it was just in the movie. Well, shit. I think it's up in Michigan somewhere. Might have to go on a road trip, boys. That would be kind of yeah. cool. I mean, that's a long way to go. I mean, is it open or is it just like an abandoned thing? I, I can't remember if they said it was. I thought they said it was open. I can't remember, though. Or maybe they said it was finally closing or something, and I was like, what? <laughs> I guess it depends on which part of Michigan. I, yeah, I want to make see. a day trip up there. If it's not <laughs> upper Peninsula or something. Very top. Nah, we're not that <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. All right, so that brings us back around to who? Who we have? Josh. Josh. I mean, other than the Sandlot, the only other thing that popped in my head was, uh, did you guys ever have a trampoline and you'd hook the hose up to the trampoline? Oh, God, yes. You say the hose? The ho- yeah, the, the water hose. under it? No. no. Or that, yeah, whatever you wanted to do. I think we would rig it up where we would put the hose on with that little clip, you know, so it was firing, okay. and then stick it on the springs or something so it would shoot, like, over the trampoline and stuff. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was, like, pre-jackass shit that we used to do. We'd put the sprinkler under it and... Oh, you know, what's that do? It makes it like super s- slick, but when you hit it, like all the water like falls down. I don't know. It's just hmm. yeah. Like I imagine it would saturate, and then when you like come down on it and go back up, I'm sure water drops yeah, fly yeah, back up with you. Yeah. But yeah, we had one growing up. My sister begged and begged for one, and my dad finally got one, big one, about as big as this room here. And we would go out there, and god damn, we had so much fun on that thing. We'd get on at the same time, and we'd jump in a certain rhythm that we, we would launch each other. Into yeah, that's how we always did. <laughs> it was so much fun. I had no problem being flung up in the air at that height. There was one day we were out there doing it, and I came down and landed in a way that my head, like, flew back and, like, hit myself in the back. Like, almost snapped my neck. Oh, you blast yourself? Felt like a pop in my neck, and, like, everything went white for a while. I couldn't see shit. And then it finally all came too, but it scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> and um, I could never get on it after that. Like, I, even going like five feet, and I was like, okay, we're done, we're done, we're done. You know, like, um, Don't popcorn me. I, I seriously thought I had uh, popcorn. Dude, I remember playing that. Mm-hmm. Someone lays in a ball down the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. That was fun. <laughs> but then, not now. Fun then, not now. <laughs> All right, Randy, what do you got? So going back to the family vacation road trip shit that my family and I always used to go on, uh, my Game Boy, man, I would not survive summer Mm. without that. And it became almost like a ritual where I'd be like, okay, Dad, how far are we going? How long? Okay, I need... Okay, if we're going four hours, I need like six AA batteries. I'll work. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, I had... They had car chargers, but for whatever reason, my dad would never let me plug the fucking car charger in, so I, like, hoarded use batteries. use gas. <laughs> <laughs> kill the car battery, that's what my dad would say. <laughs> but yeah, man, you'd be strategically using those batteries, because if it was going to be a long fucking haul, man, you're like, but <laughs> You only could use them, I mean, unless you had the light screen thing, but once the sun went down, you were fucked unless yeah. you were riding through town. Yep. I'm pretty uh, sure I still have my original Game Boy, like the the big honking one. Wow, it's right here somewhere. It's got it's got I've got several games for it too. Nice, and it probably still works. Those things were built I think really, it does, really yeah. well. What always used to crack me up is all the accessories you could get with it for said road trips, and you'd have like the big ass magnifying screen that like lock on, and you know yeah. by the by the end of the day Speakers you're holding like a 25 and... pound fucking handheld game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't hold it up, Mom! I had one where you could, like, plug it in the bottom, and it took, like, it, it took D batteries. And really? it was, like, powered by D batteries, and supposedly it lasted longer, but I, I don't know if it did or not. I, that's, you know, I, I had a Game Boy long before I ever had a Game Gear, uh, but it just never made sense to me. Like, why does Nintendo not have the screen the Game Gear does? You know, because right. it was backlight. backlit, mm-hmm. full yeah. color. Now, mind you, I think it took double the batteries as the Game Boy. Oh, it took yeah. six. killed them quicker. Oh, yeah. But um, all the same, like, that thing was like having a Super Nintendo in your hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of, like, the Mario World, Super Mario World, or whatever it was, that first Mario title, Mario Land. Yes. Versus, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, the Sonic that you were playing on the handheld looked like it was straight off the TV. Yeah. Say, same with Killer Instinct, because that was another one I had. Their fatalities looked fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
blood dripping everywhere. Awesome. Well, Nintendo's always what was been the price difference between the two? Because I really, I only knew a handful of people that had a Game Gear. A lot of people had Game Boy, but not that many people had the Game Gear. How much more expensive was it? I don't think it was. I mean, it had to have been more expensive. Maybe like twenty or thirty dollars on the the total, but I don't know. I think it was because the Game Boy came out first and was a lot more popular. Maybe wouldn't it? I like, think it was just because of Nintendo and Sega. Everyone went towards Nintendo always instead of Sega. I still remember getting my Game Boy like the day we went and bought it, and I I, I swear to Christ, like retail then it was like eighty bucks. That sounds about right. So I imagine the Game Gear would probably be closer to 130 probably. Yeah, 129 Yeah. But, you know, I mean, even though the Game Boy did have screen problems, um, it was still an amazing little console, for sure. Oh, for sure. The Game Gear's games had, I don't know, they're, they're, they're like those old 8-bit games, you know, like LGN games, as the nerd would put it. Mm-hmm. Games that aren't made to be played through. They're just made to patronize you, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> just keep you running in loops until you get bored with it and... I actually just walked over and grabbed my Game Boy just to see if it would turn on. <laughs> it didn't, but... <laughs> Is it, are there batteries in it? There are. I, they've probably been in there forever. I got Gauntlet 2 and Metroid and... Ooh, good games. Out here. So but I have columns on Game Gear, so... What? <laughs> so what? What? Donkey, no. Donkey Kong. Two, two Donkey Kongs. And... Nice. Nice. I just remember, too, during those road trips when your batteries finally did run out because you didn't plan right, and you're just, like, sitting there staring out the window like, fuck. Fuck. I always planned the batteries. Like, there was no... <laughs> I mean, the, the the stuff my mom would have us listening to on road trips... <laughs> no way. So, like, I always had a pack of batteries with me. Gotcha. And if it wasn't, like, a game in my ear, I was at, you know, Walkman. There you go. With a case oh. of CDs with me, a big mm. CD wallet everywhere. Oh God, <laughs> yes! Burn those summer mixes and. Mm-hmm. I still have some of them somewhere, but I really hope I can find that Reichert, uh, Reichert theme song. I want to hear that. I do too. Really bad. Remind me when we're done, because yeah. if you don't, I'll forget until I go to edit this. But I'd like to see. If it wasn't Riker though? It was Dan Rapey? Is that what you said? <laughs> Tom Raper. Tom Raper. <laughs> no, it was Riker who did the song because he was the Riker. We're dealing. Yeah. He was the dude who did the song. Oh, okay. The same dude that did We're Dealing did the song. Okay. I'm just always assumed he was out in Indiana, but Josh is right. It was Tom Raper who's in Indiana. I'm so glad we worked that out, and I'm sure the listeners are as well. Yes. Yeah. Never yeah. get a Raper. Whole highlight of the episode. Ben yeah. Taco. Bandwidth is just getting sucked up from everyone listening to it. This has to be one of the most unique retro roundtables we've ever (laughs) recorded, I think. Ever. Ever. All right. But with all that behind us, we're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Josh about Cutthroat Comics. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we're back. And uh, boy, again, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I think I'm going to have a lot more fun editing it. It's going to be interesting to relive that. <laughs> Very interesting to relive that. But until then, let's talk with Josh about Cutthroat Comics. Man, I want to thank you again for being here. It's been a lot of fun thus far. Hope you're having a good time. But uh, I just want you to start by telling our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and about uh, Cutthroat Comics. Uh, you know, looking at your website, it looks like uh, you were in a band for a while, a seemingly uh, successful band, and uh, you've been uh, uh, writing, too. Do you, can you uh, elaborate further from there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Um, so, yeah, I was in a band for a number of years, and we, we did pretty well. We didn't quite make it but we we got pretty close uh a couple times we had uh, a couple couple record deals and uh both both of them fell through and then uh we had numerous sponsors and, and played shows all over the place and recorded at 
like the best uh, recording studio in Ohio, up in Cleveland. And now I'm, the name has evaded me because I'm on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Spider Studios, I think that's what it was. Okay. But uh, yeah, so we had a lot of success, and then I was kind of transitioning from from that, and I was going to college because I had lost my job. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go to college, and then I'm going to do the band and go to college. And I was getting pretty heavy into uh, school and, you know, the band thing. We were on the road a lot, like almost every weekend for a while, it felt like. And I just got burnt out on it And because uh, I was also the manager. So I was doing not only playing drums oh, and dude, scheduling yeah. everything, doing college. And also I was kind of sort of starting to start a family at that point, too. So it was just a lot of pressure, and so that kind of folded, and then I finished college, and uh, I was like, man, I got to do something creative, because it had been a year or two since the band broke up. So I started like this little movie review website just to piddle around and, and make fun of celebrities and stuff like that, and I also wanted to brush up all of my writing skills, because I knew at some point I did want to write a book, and uh, yeah, after several months of doing that, I was like, this just isn't fulfilling. It's not creative enough. And I jumped right into writing my first book, Stuffed Squirrels and Porcelain Angels. And I also started writing Stingray Number One, which is my first comic. And, uh, you know, I'm not a trained writer necessarily. Like, I, I didn't go to school for that. I have a biomedical degree, like an engineering degree. So I was like, well, nobody's going to, like, publish my book. I was like, maybe I should just do it myself like I did with the band. And so that's what I did. I started Cutthroat Comics. And in the last six years, we're working on comic book number 10. And I think I'm on book number nine, something like that. Awesome. I can't remember. Nice. So what was it then that initially uh, like made you want to write? Like what, what gave you the bug, the writing bug? I was just kind of always good at it. Like even like like I sucked at school, like high school and stuff. I was I was like rebellious and I, I hated being there and all that. But every time the teacher was like, okay, time to write a book report or, or write, you know, a thousand words on this or that, I was like, boom, I'm getting an A on this one, you know. And right. uh, so I, I knew I had a knack for it because I can just, just start talking pretty much. I can just bullshit all night long. You know, and I've, I've always really loved movies and, and I loved comics as a kid. And now that I'm doing comics as an adult, I'm back into comics. Um so, you know, I knew about story and, and how things go and all that. So I was like, let me see what I want to do. And finally, the idea for Stuffed Squirrels popped in my head one day. And then Stingray, the comic book I had created in sixth grade. So I had those couple ideas, and it's pretty much just spitballed from there. Very good, very good. Now, I'm also very curious about uh, where the name Cutthroat Comics comes from. I mean, it... Looking at the website a little bit, it looks like you're, uh, I mean, maybe aside from the children's book, maybe not. I haven't looked at it, but it looks like it's uh, a little bit more edgier than I guess your typical uh, publishing website would be, is at least what I kind of took from it. Did I read that wrong? Um, I mean, that was kind of the idea, but not necessarily. I think I was actually just like driving around Fort Wayne for my real job one day, and I was like, Cutthroat Comics. And I texted a couple of my buddies. I was like, you think that sounds cool? And they were like, yeah, that does sound cool. So I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> that works. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of my stuff, you know, is fairly edgy. Uh, I've definitely pissed off some people uh, without even talking to them. They just look at the website and they're like, I hate you and I kind of hope you die. <laughs> but uh, Ow. actually just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like, it happens every now and again. But uh, yeah, I mean, I want to push the envelope, you know, and, and that's a hard thing to do. Because, you know, with some of the comedians that are out there, like Anthony Jeselnik and, and people like him, it's they've said all the hard stuff to, that you could say. I mean, so if you're into that stuff, it's not going to be edgy. But for the normal, like, grandma that goes to church, yeah, she's going to be freaked out by me probably. <laughs> <laughs> and probably us too, so you're in good company. Yeah. So you already mentioned uh, Stingray. This is This is a comic you do. Can you tell us about it? So we have three series that we did, uh, Stingray, Pedo Man and Kid Friendly, and Ginger Avenger, um, and they each had one through three, and now I'm doing Turkey Sharks number one, which they're all on a team now, so that's my Avengers. Uh, so those series are maybe done, I, I may pick them up again, but so Stingray, like I said, I created it in uh, sixth grade, 
And when I started doing comics as an adult, I was like, well, why don't I bring this back? Uh, we'll add some blood and guts and curse words and see where we land. Uh, so that's what we did. We did Stingray 1 through 3, and now with Turkey Sharks number 1 that's coming out in a few months, that will close his storyline, or at least this story arc, uh, for him, and the other guys are in it too. So, but, uh, okay, just to clarify, I think what I'm hearing here, these all these comics are in a connected universe. Yeah, well, even my books are slightly connected too, because I have little oh, mentions nice. of this and that in there, in, in a lot of them. Oh, I like that. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So between yeah, like, novels and comic books. Yeah, it's kind of like what Kevin Smith does a little bit, so where, where he just gives a nod to himself in, in this or that. <laughs> he likes to do that, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I like Kevin Smith, but no matter how many times you hear him speak, he always try, has to remind people he does clerks. Yeah. Well, we, we know. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know. I'm pretty sure we know about We that. know, Kevin. All right. So, uh, as far as uh, future goals with Cutthroat Comics, you know, it looks like you are obviously expanding, uh, you intend to keep expanding your catalog and uh, that universe you're building. Uh, what are in, uh, future goals, other future goals you might have? Um, well, I mean, just today, like a couple hours ago, I finished my second kid's book so that uh, Judy and her Blue Cape was the first one, and this is the follow-up. Uh, it's called Judy and her Big Stupid Bully. And it's geared for eh, about third grade level, something like that. Um, so that's done. So that'll come out in, I don't know, three weeks, something like that, probably. Uh, and I assume, ahead. like, based on that title, like The Big Stupid Bully, like that's uh, like a book kind of informative how to deal with such a thing for a child? or uh, Yeah, I like to think so. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm, <laughs> I moved around – Read it to us now. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for your kids that are listening to this podcast and are oh God, their pants <laughs> at this point. Help them, mom. What's an android? What's yep. a taco? <laughs> <laughs> but the point of this one specifically was all right. So I moved around a lot as a kid. My my parents were in the military, and I found that sometimes I would get bullied, and sometimes I would be the bully. So in this book, Judy finds herself in that same situation. And unfortunately for me, it wasn't until, I don't know, five or ten years ago that I realized, I was like, holy shit, like, you know, I did that to kids too, you know, and that I got it done to me, and then I turned around and did it to other kids. <laughs> so in this book, she catches on to that, you know, within 10,000 words, pretty much. Oh, so it's nice. her figuring out, you know, I'm being bullied, I'm bullying this other kid, well, maybe I shouldn't do that, kind of. Yeah, I, I was guilty of that. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I, I had multiple people who would bully me, but I had this one kid I would bully. <laughs> right. But I, no. I, I think I was smarter, though, than the bullies who bullied me because before I hit, uh, what, junior year, like sophomore, junior year, I was like, why am I being right. such a dick to this right. guy? And I did make amends with him, and we ended up not becoming friends, but we would stop and talk in the hallway and shit. I guess the point I'm trying to make is how great am I? <laughs> a saint. I fought a bully and we became... Get kids. my cross, Randy. <laughs> What'd you say? I got in a fight. Well, I got called out to a fight with a bully. And we were friends after that. That happened. That happened to me several times where you stand up for yourself and they're like, man, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a dude actually try to stuff me in my locker once. <laughs> and he was much bigger than me. And these are not lockers that are big enough for people to fit in. It's probably like my high school, they were real, real thin metal lockers. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, they'll do it." And well, oh, shit, they will. There's he sat no there way. and tried to do it, and I, you know, it always just acted timid, and I got pissed. Finally, I threw my books down and I took at him, swinging, punching, and just let me the fuck alone, you know. And he just Doing like Ralphie. he said, just. Uh, Christmas story. I think I, I think I took it a bit farther than Ralphie did, but in the same kind of vein. And uh, just like you guys are saying, he just kind of got a confused look. He said, "What's your problem?" and just walked away. I'm like, "What's my problem? You're trying to stuff me in the fuck you, man!" <laughs> Jesus. Kid logic. Yeah. So right there, that's good proof that already <laughs> how relatable that book is going exactly. to be for people. How we get yeah, how relatable. Yeah, it, it came out pretty good. I was kind of nervous going in on how it would come out, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it so far. Yeah, I think it sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. 
And it, it, it's a different angle than I would expect. You know, again, I just was very surface level with it. Like, how to deal with a bully? No. Right. Many well, layers nothing, to that. Yeah, Many layers to that. Usually it's but just you that black and white, and it's not the... Yeah, I yeah. like that, man. That's cool. Yeah, there, there's more in it than that, too. There's It talks about lying and, and all that kind of stuff, too. Being honest and I try to throw as much wisdom... Because I have a six-year-old, so now I'm just like, all right, what conversations have I had with him about this and that? And I'll just throw that in there, too. So get those awesome, gems yeah. in there. But yeah, other than that, we're working on our 10th our comic book, like it says, Turkey Sharks number one. And uh, it'll be our first Kickstarter. We've never done a Kickstarter before, so we're going give, to give one of those a shot here in a couple months. Awesome. You're ready for some work. Yep. Yep, I've got, uh, I've got two... I don't know... I don't know what they would classify themselves as. I would call them up-and-comers because they're one of them specifically is definitely gaining steam and popularity. He's done some really good work as of late. Uh, some of his stuff's been nominated for awards and stuff. I don't, I don't think that his books won, but they were definitely nominated. And another guy, uh, he's worked for Scout and several other comic companies. So he's, he's definitely two great artists are going to do covers for me. So nice. that's, that's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. And and just really quick, uh, what is exactly, can you give a quick synopsis of what Turkey Sharks would be for people who might be interested in backing that Kickstarter when it goes live? Yeah, so, yeah, Turkey Sharks number one is the culmination of the last six years of Cutthroat Comic comic books. Uh, so you don't need the other nine issues because we've written it to where you'll understand what's going on and there'll be dialogue boxes and, and stuff to tell you what's going on. But this is our end game. Um, if you love that movie, which everybody pretty much did, uh, you're going to love this book just as much. Wow, that's hmm. a hell of an endorsement right yeah. there. Yeah, pretty much speaks for itself, too. <laughs> the it end takes game three hours to read it, even though it's only 30 or 24 pages. But still, you know, if you read slow, it'll take that long. <laughs> you can still pull emotion in 24 pages. One panel pages. a day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, as far as reaching out to you, man, I, I know there's a, on your website, you can go to cutthroatcomics.com. You have a whole list of upcoming con appearances there where people can check you out. Uh, I found you on Twitter at Cutthroat Comics and Instagram at Cutthroat underscore comics. Is there anywhere else uh, people should be directed? Yeah, we're on Pornhub. And, <laughs> nice. Um, yes. <laughs> We've got a whole section on raping androids just and eating tacos at the same time. Oh, wow. God. Taco eating um, androids, yes. Shub, yeah. A sub genre that at least four people will check out. <laughs> Some of uh, yeah, I mean we're on we're on Facebook. I mean even though we we post on Facebook, but Facebook's like nah, people don't need to see that. But we're on there. Yeah, I mean, I have a Snapchat, too, that I use for personal and business. I, I do some funny stuff in my travels because I drive around for my real job and I see some silly stuff. Uh, but that's Cutthroat Comics as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, very good, man. Love everything you got going on, and I uh, I like your vision. Uh, you really you really intrigued me with that kids book uh, discussion there too. Mm-hmm. I really like what you got going on, and universe building. Always such oh, yeah. a fan oh, yeah. of universe building. Yeah, I, I love Easter eggs, and so and it just mm-hmm. came naturally to do that. That's like my favorite thing. Um, like even in in Judy and her blue cape, she goes to a park, um, and it's called Martha Armstrong Park, and that's the same park from Pedal Man uh, One. So it's right there. They live in the same town. It's called Brothel City is where all my characters live. Brothel City. Wow. <laughs> well, and it's not after like prostitutes. It's actually they make a lot of soup there. So like soup broth. Hey. Oh. I'm just thinking of how full circle this all keeps coming because we talked about <laughs> the brothels earlier. Yep. I'm just, just, I mean, I know it's not that kind of brothel. Anyway. You see what I'm saying. This episode's full of circles. I like it. <laughs> and tacos. It's like a spirograph almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, man, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here. It's been a freaking blast, and we're going to do what we can uh, to drive people over your way to get to uh, check you out, man. All right? Yeah, I'm, I'd appreciate it, man. I mean, just like every other comic company and store and everything, I mean, coronavirus just, I mean, obliterated last year for us. So right, we're yeah. hoping to bounce back uh, with... Uh, the cons we've got going on and uh, these new titles that we've got coming out. I'm excited for you. Excited to meet uh, meet you at uh, Torgs. There's a lot of people. I'm excited oh, yeah. mm-hmm. to finally get to shake hands or Hug. fist bump, whoever, whatever we're allowed to do. Uh, right. Salute each other from six feet. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I'll, I'll quit being a smartass. Thanks for being here, Josh. Oh, man, I appreciate it a lot, guys. 
Jack, what do we have on the website? You go to www.cantairpodcast.com. You can check out the show, listen to it, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contest contact page. Almost a contest page. We need a contest page, maybe. Yeah, we haven't had one for a while. Free yeah. tacos for a day. <sighs> on whose dime? <laughs> he just <laughs> casually points at Jack. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We'll just tell him just to go here and say they sent us five dollar gift certificate to Del Taco. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you can find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And again, that website Jack was talking about, CandairPodcast.com, has a link to our Patreon page. A little bit of money gets you a lot of extra content. I don't know what else to say, people. Evergreenpodcast.com. Check us out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, September 25th, Columbus, Ohio area, the Tour Gaming Expo. I think that's it then. Right? That's it. I think we've covered everything very well. All right. Good episode, boys. I was happy with this one. I can't <laughs> wait to edit this and I hope I can find that damn song. But until we know, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I am Josh Nealis. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Be excellent to each other. there's a fire in your house, be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.